0: I came out the wrong line already. It is he's in the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throwing up above his head. They can't jump in the knee. Golly. Oh, they tackle the in the corner. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. I <laughs> can. <laughs>
2: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. Proud members of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. You can find them at FTFPodNet on Twitter. You can find me at SportsFanaticMB on Twitter. You can find Mr. Dennis Bennett, my illustrious co-host, at Culture underscore Coach on Twitter. I don't know why I was going to say Twitter at the end of Culture underscore Coach. And, of course, you can find uh, the other host joining me today, Mr. Matthew Fox, at Nighthawk7734 on Twitter. Not only are we proud members of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network, but there's also a ton of other great shows on there. You can find Jim Day of FF Champs, Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto of XM, Bob Lung of the award-winning Fantasy Football Consistency Guide, the IDP Tipsters, Dwayne McFarlane, Blake Sullivan, and many, many other great podcasts all on this network. You can find all of these podcasts on FullTimeFantasy.com. Great content, a ton of great fantasy advice, all within your reach, and just a click of a button, so definitely check that out. For today's podcast, we are going to be going over all of the breaking news. Yes, there was obviously a huge, really disappointing story, and when I say disappointing, just in the fact that we, we lost a... I shouldn't say lost because it makes it sound like he died, but a, a player retired way too young in my opinion. I would have loved to watch him for the next decade. I feel like we were robbed of that a little bit, but I do understand his decision and fully support it. So we will definitely get in that. We have other breaking news. And then we are going to be talking about Vegas. Whoa! Road trip! That's right, Vegas, baby. In just a little over a week and a half, me and Dennis will be in Las Vegas for the FFWC, the Fantasy Football World championships. We cannot wait. Dennis will be there Thursday for the NFL kickoff party, and we will do our best to get him showing you guys all kinds of stuff going on there. There will be a ton of wonderful draft content going on there. On top of that, I will be there that Friday and Saturday, the 6th and the 7th at the Palms Resort again in Las Vegas. We will be recording live from Radio Row, doing all kinds of stuff. We will be participating in these uh these fantasy football world championship drafts with some of the best in the industry it is going to be a ton of fun again in the the old uh, Playboy suite there at the Palms Cannot wait. We will be doing a ton of stuff. We'll be broadcasting live during some of the drafts. Me, I will do, we do some Twitter live stuff as well, but it is going to be just a blast. We can, cannot wait to get there and get this started. It's going to be really cool. The first really big industry thing that I will be a part of since I was not able to make it up to the Midwest Expo this year. Other than that, that's that's really all we'll be talking about today. A bunch of over-unders, player props, and things of that like to kind of get us in the mood and get us ready for the Las Vegas trip. We will then probably discuss some of the upcoming stuff and the episodes. Obviously, there was a college football game that happened this past weekend. Uh, in week zero, as they are calling it, between Miami and Florida, since I am the biggest college football fan of the group, I'll talk about that really quick before we bring the uh, Dennis and Matt on. And we do have a special guest joining us as well. For week zero of the college football playoffs, it was not a great game uh, in that Miami and Florida game, or really Arizona and Hawaii, but it was great to see football back. Obviously, Miami uh, struggled there. looked like they were going to have a chance to possibly win that game a couple of times, uh, uh Pass interference calls right there at the end helped get them in range but then kept getting set back because of that offensive line. Florida's defensive line was just destroying, I cannot remember his name at the moment, but the true freshman that, that uh, Miami had at left tackle, Florida. They you know they think they have national championship hopes. I'm not necessarily that sure they can make it especially having Georgia on their side of the SEC. Uh but they're definitely looking like they have a chance to at least go 5 and 0 before they meet Georgia later on in the year. Arizona Hawaii another game that was kind of marred with uh turnovers and penalties. Not not a uh not a great game either there and neither one of those teams with national uh national championship inspiration or hope. Really, for either one of those teams, however, college football really kicks off this Thursday with a bunch of games, uh, keyed really with the, with the Clemson matchup there on Thursday night, I believe, on ESPN. And then obviously Friday, Saturday kicks off a ton of college games. This really begins week one with the best matchup of the weekend on Saturday night in primetime between the Oregon Ducks and the Auburn Tigers. Going to be awesome. Uh, Auburn named their freshman, uh, I can't remember his last name, Bo. Uh, he will be we'll be starting for the Auburn Tigers against the much maligned but much loved, at least on this podcast, by myself and Justin Herbert, the quarterback of the Ducks. I cannot wait to watch that game. But we're going to save that talk for a little bit later in the week as I'm hoping to have a special guest jump on and join me for a college preview episode that will be dropping on either Thursday or Friday this week, preferably Thursday. Uh, but if that doesn't happen, it will definitely drop on Friday and if he is not able to join me, I will be doing it solo, much like I did uh, with the first year of this podcast. I'll jump on and record about an hour's worth of of college football talk for you guys to get you guys ready for the college football season. A bunch of the prospects to watch out for in Dynasty and Debbie Leagues and how I think the college football season is going to shape up. So with all that being said, it looks like my co-hosts are ready to rock and roll. So let's go ahead and get Dennis and Matt in here and then we will also introduce our special guest joining us today. (laughs) hello and as always we have mr dennis bennett with us dennis how you doing how was your weekend
0: man my weekend just seemed to fly by went out to the lake it was choppy but all i can think about is next thursday uh nfl starts and i'm going to be out in las vegas for the fantasy football world championships so yeah i kind of got tunnel vision right now I'm trying to get through the rest of my drafts to get to that draft out in Vegas.
2: I hear you. I was just talking about that in the episode, or in the, in the the intro to the episode talking about how we're going to focus very much on Vegas today for our trip out there. It is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to this Saturday first because obviously it would be in the, the opening of, of, I shouldn't say real college football, we did see college football games last weekend, but kind of the real start of college football Saturday and then I wanted to skip forward to next Friday. So I am I am definitely looking forward to that as well. Uh, as we have had on here the past couple episodes, we have Mr. Matthew Fox with us as well. Mr. Fox, how are you doing and how That's was your week?
3: i'm doing good it's, uh, what does the tonight. fox say <laughs> just uh going through stuff getting ready for drafts looking forward to uh next weekend when we finally know who has actually going to be on all of our teams
2: yes and we actually have uh, the fla draft going on this coming monday correct
3: yep okay monday
2: I'm in too many leagues, so I had to make sure that I could mark that down on my calendar because I just joined my 35th league earlier today, so I'm to <laughs> just trying to keep up with everything. Well, you know, I like those slow drafts. It's not as hard to keep up with those as necessarily the live ones, but we also, as I mentioned in the intro, have another co-host joining us today, Mr. John Hamlers. You can find him at iHeartCaravans on Twitter. He's another writer for the FLA group. John, how are you doing today, and how was your weekend?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, over the weekend, I got to auctioneer uh, for one of my buddies' uh, auction drafts they've been playing for, and I might get this wrong, but 27 years. Wow. Um, yeah, so I've, I've auctioneered for him three or four times over over the past uh, five or six years. Great time, um, and I think that I've, I had like seven drafts this weekend of my own, so... It was busy.
2: Sounds like it. Anybody else have a bunch of drafts coming up? I know I have, not counting the FLA one on Monday, I have four more. I have two on Saturday and two on Sunday. Dennis, Matt, you guys have any other drafts going on this weekend?
0: I have one next weekend, this coming weekend. I've got the uh, uh, the Giving League draft that uh, the third Mike put together. It's uh, to uh, help raise awareness and combat domestic violence. I'm pretty stoked about that.
3: Very nice. I have uh, my work one on Thursday. We're actually doing it during our uh, staff lunch period, and then I have a couple on uh, Monday, and I'll be done. All
2: right. Well, that should be a lot of fun, I would think. Everybody loves their their live drafts, and we will definitely delve into those a little bit on Monday as I love hearing about people's drafted teams, and we can uh, critique each other's teams on Monday. Let's now jump into the breaking news and talk about some of the stuff that happened over the weekend. I, I
0: got a piece of breaking news right now. Matt, you're on the clock.
2: Oh, am I still? I haven't made that pick yet? Okay, I'll do that in just a minute. I hate to I hate to keep upsetting our listeners here
0: who want to... Oh, kill me. I'm funny.
2: ...who, who want to tag people like 80 <laughs> times because they've been on the clock for five minutes. So I'll get there. I'll get there. I promise, guys, before this episode ends. Or maybe by the time you guys listen to it later tonight, I'll have made my pick. I promise.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
2: Alright, so for the first bit of news we have here, Doug Martin was placed on the IR uh, for the Raiders. Um, I thought that he had been released. I believe that was some of the reports that came out earlier. I was corrected by my wonderful co-host here. He has just landed on the IR. Uh, I would assume that means he might eventually come back to the Raiders. I think this is kind of a a non-story really for, for fantasy Players, unless you guys roster Doug Martin, do you any of you have thoughts on Doug Martin and his IR stint right now with the Raiders? If you think he has any fantasy value whatsoever in
1: 2019, I had Doug Martin. I had Doug Martin in in no less than 17 leagues, Um, and when when the news came out that he got released, I released him, and now I feel bad about it. Um, you, You know, he's got a rookie running back in front of him, and. While he's a Peyton Barber type, and you're not going to get a lot if you went all in with Jacobs, you know you might you might need that uh, 70 yards <laughs> a game.
3: I believe um, because they've talked about it a little bit here in Denver with players like Theo Riddick, Drew Locke, If you want to be on IR designated to return, you have to first make the 53-man roster, then get put on IR designated to return, and you can only do that for a couple players. So him being placed on IR at this point, I believe means his season is over. Um, For me, the first thing it made me think was Jalen Richard has been practically free in drafts I've done. Um, And he actually had a sneaky decent season as a pass catcher last year. Josh Jacobs obviously a very talented back, but has never really carried a huge load even for his college team, so um, I'm kind of interested in Richard as uh, possibly a low-end flex value.
2: Yeah, that's, a, that's actually a very good call there. Hey, Rashard might be my next pick in the, in the listener league. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's see here. The next up, Lamar Miller, unfortunately, tore his ACL. A pretty brutal hit, getting hit right in the knee. You could see almost immediately that that was probably going to be a very serious injury. He went down, just let go of the ball in pain, and, and laid on the ground. Miller out for the rest of the year. The question I want to ask you guys, me obviously being a huge Browns fan, I've seen Duke Johnson over the past couple years, and as much as I love Duke, I'm not necessarily sure that he can be a full three down back. He is probably their best option right now, for them until they pick up somebody. There were obviously the rumors floated out there that uh, they had signed Jay Ajayi. That has not technically happened yet. Uh, So right now it is just Duke. We'll go Dennis, Matt, John. Do you guys think or does this improve Duke Johnson's fantasy value at all in 2019?
0: Well, I think he gets just a little uptick, but I do think they will add somebody to come in there and be the pounder. Um, Duke hasn't shown... That he can carry the load like that and so you know Carlos Hyde is running with the twos now he's not even getting any first-team reps there's guys like uh, Josh Adams up in Philadelphia that could be uh, on the outs um, so there's good you know Jay Ajayi is still out there according to Al Michaels um, with the with guys like that as cuts get made over the course of the next week or so and well with veterans also you know i could see duke carrying the load week 1 week 1 after week 1 you can sign a veteran and not be on the hook for his entire salary for the the whole season if you cut him you you stop paying him if you sign the the veteran before week 1 and you cut him in week 5 you're you still owe him all the money for that year so there'll be a lot of guys i think that end up uh, getting signed after the first first week of the season.
3: I'm glad to see that Dennis is still out there shilling for his boy, Carlos Hyde.
0: Somebody has to. He's gotta stay on, gotta, gotta stay, stay on brand. Gotta stay on brand.
3: I think Duke, you know, when he made the move to the Texans, people got excited that he was back to probably being solid flex value. He may even bounce up into RB2 territory, but I'm, I'm with Dennis. I don't I think it's going to be some kind of a committee, and the person that he's going to end up sharing the backfield with isn't on their roster yet. Um, although this is the team that seemed to have an immense amount of faith in Alfred Blue for a really long time, so you never know.
0: So don't don't underrate Alfred Blue. <laughs>
1: Um, so what I'm seeing there is, uh, while Duke Johnson's not going to take over exactly Lamar Miller's role, uh, they do have Karan Higden as well, um, uh, the rookie out of Michigan. Um, you know, they they might bring somebody in because neither of those guys are very big. Uh, Duke's like five nine, uh, Higden's like five ten. They're both right around two hundred pounds. Um, but with the way that the uh, the offensive line is going you know they they need some big blocking back right now the the offense duke's good enough at the offense Higman, you know he was he was good at the offense last year so um i could see him picking up another blocker
2: yeah i think for me the one thing if they end up giving the ball to duke more in the running game i think it could increase his his fantasy value some the one thing i'll say is Last year, Deshaun Watson checked down to the running backs, I believe it was a total of 60 times over the entire season. That is not a lot. Uh, And and that's kind of where Duke's game is the best, at least that's what we saw the best, or where we saw the best out of him. In Cleveland, is in that receiving game. If he's not going to get much work in the receiving game, they're going to have to lean on him in the run game to get the value. Uh, back for him, especially if you're paying up for him. I saw a couple people taking him really early now, especially when the Lamar Miller News came out. Someone did it in our Listener League draft. Almost immediately after Lamar Miller News came out, he drafted Duke Johnson like 12 minutes later, something like that. So, And he took him in like the 8th round, which I think is a little bit high for Duke. So I'll definitely be interested to see where his ADP goes to over this next weekend since this is really the weekend where a lot of people are going to be drafting and seeing how much they believe Duke Johnson can be the guy in Houston. The next little bit of news we had is Jay Gruden came out in Washington and stated that Case Keenum is going to be the starter coming week one. Not surprised by this news necessarily. I do think that Dwayne Haskins looked really good in week two and week three. Looked horrible in week one. Jay Gruden's trying to keep his job. Uh, We will have a player prop, or not a player prop, but a coach prop on him later in this episode. Uh, And I think this leans right into why he named Case Keenum the starter. He wants to keep his job. He wants to be the head coach of the Washington Redskins. And right now, Case Keenum gives him the best shot to win. Does anyone have any thoughts on Case Keenum being the guy uh, here in Washington? Do you think that increases any of the wide receiver
0: stock? Well, I think Keenum was always going to be the starter at the beginning of the season. Uh, Five of their first six games are against strong defenses, and I I think Haskins needs a little more time. He needs to see those defenses in action, and doing that from the bench until Keenum gets hurt uh, is going to be good for Haskins. That's just my two cents, but I I don't think Haskins needed to come out and just completely blow everybody away to uh, start week one.
3: For me, I mean, no Trent Williams. I think it's going to be kind of a down, lost year. I know Redskins fans don't really want to hear that, but they can probably tell. A lot of great talent there on offense, a lot of question marks about what they're going to be able to do. Even Darius Geist, to some extent, is still a question mark because he hasn't really played uh, that much, and he's been injured off and on. So I think... The best case for Dwayne Haskins is for Case Keenum to go out there and lead them to like a 2-7 and record, and then he can come in when there's absolutely no pressure, and you can see what he can do down the back half of the season, where I actually think they're scheduled a little easier on the back half, so I think that makes total sense if you were looking long-term. I don't know how great that's going to be for Jay Gruden, though.
1: Yeah. I think that Haskins is the best quarterback on the roster, uh, but uh, as you said, they're they're trying to get what they can out of Case Keenum, try and keep a job. Um, Haskins also is a pocket passer. Uh, I got to see a lot of him last year. I live in Columbus, Ohio. Um, pocket passers as rookies typically don't light the world on fire, so um, if they hold him out. Get him the experience, you know, seeing the defenses from the field level. Um, Like, uh, like you said, probably nine, ten games in, he'll he'll get some
0: on-field action. Well, I thought Screaming A said that Haskins was a great running quarterback. (laughs) He did say that, and
2: I'm not sure that he was, you know, wrong in that assessment. Maybe I don't I don't know much about Dwayne Haskins. Uh, Real quick, since we're doing an over-under episode, I'm going to hit you guys with with an over-under really quick. Over, under, on 8.5. Well, no, because you over, under 9.5 games. Do you guys think Dwayne Haskins starts the season?
3: Under for me.
0: Under. I'm going over. I think I think Haskins. Let's see. When, when is their bye?
2: Uh, I think their bye is actually late this year. I could be wrong on that. Let me see.
1: Looks like uh, week four, uh, which is really early uh, for
0: Haskins to come out. Yeah. Uh, I I'm showing week ten. Oh, week ten. We have yeah,
2: a little bit of controversy. Week 10. week ten. Okay. Oh,
1: it is definitely week ten. My, my uh my numbers say two thousand eighteen. So uh, last year I will tell you that the Redskins had a week four bye. Yes. (laughs) Right on.
3: So so that would have been too early for
2: Dwayne Haskins. I do agree with you, John. So we're we're solid on 2018. On 2019's year, since it is week 10, what are we thinking?
0: I I still think that Haskins takes over about week six or seven. Okay. So I'm going to take the over on the nine. I like it. I like it, Dennis.
2: I like it. Just because that's my boy. My Buckeye buddy. All right. Anyways, Cam Newton looks like he's progressing and should be fine for week one not really a lot of uh analysis that needs to go along with this pick necessarily I just think that is good uh for obviously their weapons and DJ Moore, CMC, and Curtis Samuel we've been talking them up on this podcast as as one of the most explosive offensive trios in the game right now uh so hopefully Cam Newton is able to come back and play 100% healthy and that will be good for him and those weapons is we're all hoping all those guys are going to ball out this season I'm going to go ahead and and kill off the, the breaking news music here because we want to get into some serious discussions here. Uh, I am going to to let you guys go first on this Andrew Luck thing, because I did I, I kind of wore myself out a little bit on Twitter. Anybody who follows me saw I was getting into it with quite a lot of people Saturday night. Uh, when when this news broke, Andrew Luck at the at the ripe young age of twenty-nine decided to step away from From NFL football, uh, just due to injuries tolling up, he he just felt like he did not love the game anymore and was tired of his body getting beaten up. Um, I'll I'll go ahead, and and Dennis, just your thoughts overall, whatever you have to say on Andrew Luck and him retiring uh, just so young and us losing out on a chance to watch one of the best players in the game for the next couple, uh, I'd say probably at least the next decade.
0: Well, you know Chris Borland came out after what his rookie season or his second season, yeah, and looked like he was going to be a great linebacker in the league for a good good time, for a good amount of time. And he hung him up. He just didn't want to take the chance. You, you see it more and more. And and Borland didn't make ninety seven million dollars, so I. I understand where he's coming from as an old dude with aches and pains. I can only imagine being 29 and and having to wake up and and feeling like that. I I give him great respect for, you know, the things that he's accomplished in his career. I think that it was stupid the way a bunch of people treated him, but to – I don't think you can just say that's the Indianapolis fan base. Every fan base has a bunch of jackasses I agree. I and when if you know it, if if Russell Wilson retired today, you'd see the same thing in Seattle. And you know if Patrick Mahomes did it, you'd see it in Kansas City. It it, it just that that's just the way a certain segment of the population is. I'm I'm not going to engage with people there you know that says more about them than it does about Andrew Luck or it does about me. So I, I tend to choose not to engage with people like that, you know, let them go about, you know, they show themselves for, for who they are when, when they start, you know, acting like uh, uh, the former uh, college basketball player turned commentator who shall not be named. Um, he doesn't deserve to be named. And and so when people want to, you know, that that says that says who they are at their core. I'm not go- going to engage there. I have a lot of respect for for Andrew Luck, and let him go live his life. I don't think he's going to go away. He's he's going to continue to be involved in different things, uh, whether they're humanitarian causes, business causes. He's going to go out there and. and 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 do things so it isn't like he's going to disappear he'll he's he's probably going to go out and make a difference in the world somewhere
3: yeah i think for me when i heard the news uh on saturday night i was uh you know kind of halfway through the first quarter of the denver's game and they kind of broke in and said something i hadn't been looking at my phone it was just it was hard to believe um i'm gonna miss watching him play his uh his press conference was uh, very classy, um, very gracious, you know, and I hope I hope this makes him happy uh, and that uh, this gives him a sense of peace. Uh, you could tell how much he kind of has been wrestling with this and with the idea of not being healthy. And I mean, he was a very talented guy who didn't get the protection he deserved. I was Uh, watching the game uh, when he was playing the Broncos two or three years ago where they just blew right through the line and lacerated his kidney and his coach just left him out there playing. I mean, anyone who says that he wasn't tough did not watch him play and did not watch him play through some of the things he played through. Um, I also thought it was a really classy move by the Colts uh, to go ahead and decline to collect the bonus money that he would have had to pay pay back for having... Uh, left early that's not something you always see from these NFL teams when guys uh, have to walk away or feel like they have to walk away for what's best for them so I thought that was kind of a nice moment it was a tough uh, a tough moment um, seeing the fans and their reaction in the moment but I do kind of feel for them a little bit too I, I don't know about you guys but prior to this retirement um, the Colts were a team that I was really high on coming into this year. I think what we saw them be able to do with with a finally healthy Andrew Luck and Frank Reich last year was pretty incredible. They were pretty close to being able to go to the AFC Championship game. They were a team that I was strongly considering as a Super Bowl pick, so it's kind of devastating from a, from a fandom sense of what are we going to see watching the games. But, you know, he's got to do what's best for him, and I think this was best for him and i am a little bit like both of you guys i get a little annoyed at people uh just deriding him because he ruined their fantasy season this is much bigger than fantasy fake football i have and i say that as somebody who has like 20 shares of andrew luck uh, and was left scrambling but i mean that's life um he has to do what's best for him as andrew luck a human being and i think that's the important thing to remember here
1: I'd have to agree with that. Um, I mean, you see football players all the time that are 29 years old that are no longer in the league and nobody remembers them. Um, Andrew Luck caught hell because he was good at football and retired before people wanted him to. Um from a fantasy football perspective, I think it's absolutely fantastic. You know, you had 20 shares of them. You have to scramble. That's what fantasy football is about. It's not just you know plugging a lineup in and crossing your fingers. So um, just all of the the things that have happened with both the um, both of the people going out. Uh, I mean, it's it's fantastic. And I had zero shares of Andrew Luck, so it's you know it's even better for me.
3: <laughs> who's know, I,
1: who, who's going to replace him? uh He had the best neck beard in the NFL.
3: It's it's really a lot of pressure on Brissett. You not only has to replace him on the field, but you have got to get that facial hair thing going.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, Brissett's one of those Southern boys, and I think he'll he'll be up to that task. You know, I I don't think we should sell Brissett short. This may be actually just the kind of. I guess, under thing that's going to knock the Colts under the radar that they need. I'm still big on Marlon Mack. I think he's going to have a good year. They've g- still got one of the best offensive lines in the league. Brissette's in his second year in uh, Reich's system. T.Y. Hilton is still good. Eric Ebron is still manageable. Jack Doyle is still there. Devin Funches is Devin Funchess. Uh, and they still have Paris Hilton, or Paris Hilton. Man, now I always call him Paris Hilton. You really love they Paris Hilton, buddy. Paris Gamble. You know? I guess it's a Floydian slip. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: Every time you talk about him.
0: I know. I love those cheeseburgers.
2: I know. I'm sure you do. Uh,
0: so, you, you know, is Brissette going to be a top-five quarterback? No. But can he finish five, six, seven spots better than QB 20 from – you know, t- 2017? Certainly. You know, I-, I think he's set up to to be uh, ready for success in this system. He knows it. I think he's known for a couple, uh, uh, two or three weeks that he was going to start week one. So he's been preparing just like that. So, you know, yeah. and then I went out and picked up some Chad Kelly just in case.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's desperation.
0: <laughs> no, desperation. Yeah. I, I, I traded, uh, you know, I had I had one share of luck, and, and I had almost traded him about a week ago, but I, I didn't pull the trigger. The guy I felt was asking for too much, and so I, I didn't didn't pull the tr- trigger. So now I'm stuck, and I I have him. And another guy came at me, and this dude had he had Stafford, Wilson, Rogers, and Matt Ryan, and so I ended up getting. Uh, Wilson, a third-round pick, and Brashad Perryman for Stefan Diggs and a twenty-twenty first. Yeah, you know, I still well, have Keenan Allen, Lockett, and Allen Robinson, but, man, I didn't want to give up Diggs.
3: Well, let me tell you, at least you can feel a little bit better about being able to make a trade. I, during the offseason in a two-quarterback league, traded Baker Mayfield for Andrew Luck straight up because I prefer Luck. So that worked out pretty well for me. And then in a a 16-team dynasty league, actually one that John Hamlers runs, uh, my two quarterbacks are Andrew Luck and Cam Newton. So I went from feeling pretty good to um, not looking forward to week one anymore.
2: Well, you know, Cam Newton will be back. So, you know, we talked about that. So you got that going for you, at least.
3: We hope. We hope.
2: Well, the one thing I'll say really quick before I give my my, – my two cents here on the whole Luck situation is that's the fantasy god smiting you for trading away the greatest football player in the world, Baker Mayfield, that this is exactly what happens when you trade Baker Mayfield. But anyways, uh, I'm right there with what a lot of you guys have said there. I- I'm also with Dennis. I don't think we should cut Jacoby Brissett short. He did not look that bad that that year that he got traded over from New England. I think it was like in week one or two. Uh, sat for a week and then literally played the entire season while Luck was out. He's got a much better team around him and a better coaching staff around him. I think Brissett's going to be fine. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. And, in fact, something you mentioned, Dennis, I will bring up when we get to the team over-unders, how much Vegas is underselling, at least in my opinion, Jacoby Brissett Because their win totals with Andrew Luck was completely different than what they have now with Jacoby Brissett. On the whole Andrew Luck retiring thing, what I got upset about, and, and I agree with what... Uh, with what Dennis said, that that or I'm sorry, I think it was Matt who said, I don't think, whichever one you said, I don't know. I'm so confused now. But uh, I don't think that that's the entire Indianapolis fan base that feels the way that we saw those few uh, booing Andrew Like It still sucks that that happened. Everything that that guy has done for that franchise – led them through everything he did. You know, Matt talking about the lacerated kidney. He had broken ribs, torn cartilage in his ribs, the shoulder injury. Yet he has taken them to the playoffs four times and got them four playoff wins. Did he get them to the Super Bowl? No. But there's a lot of teams that haven't even made the playoffs, and I think a lot of us would take that at this point with some of our franchises. So the fact that the last time he ever walked off the field in Indianapolis, he got booed by some... Fans who I would hope right now are waking up this morning and probably, or not this morning, but Sunday morning and kind of regretted their reaction to that. Um, it, it did suck to see that. You could tell that that truly did bother him at the press conference. I, I felt like. He handled that very well as well. I heard, you know, Matt was talking about how classy the Colts organization has been through this whole thing. I thought Andrew Luck handled that very well, especially with the fact that he was supposed to do that press conference Sunday when he was likely going to be more well prepared and ready to go. And instead, because Adam Schefter broke that news Saturday night, While he was still on the field, he eventually had to then just go do a a press conference right then and there. I imagine that was not easy to do. A guy who's been in football his entire life, his father played in the NFL. You know, obviously he's done everything he could to get to the NFL, playing at Stanford. Obviously all the football you played before that. I imagine, as you guys were saying, this decision was not come too lightly. This probably was a very hard decision for him to make. So it does bother me, all of these people who are just, just... I mean, in all honesty, shitting on him for making this decision when when they have no idea. Most of it, not most of them, not even being NFL players. It's it's analysts, and I'm gonna. I hate to put it this way: a bunch of short, fat, white people in the business in, in the in the I sports resemble
0: business. That remark.
2: Well, you're not short. Yeah, you're too. tall and fat. So <laughs> both of you are tall and fat. So that was not aimed at either one of you. I, I'm more short and fat. But anyways. Uh, just all these analysts who have never played football, who, who think they know everything, taking shots at Andrew Luck, saying that he bailed on his team and, and and gave up on them, quit on them, I really think that if they believed that, they would not have been putting out some of the stuff they were putting on Twitter. I know a lot of people were saying, well, they have to do that. No, they don't. They could literally just not put anything out on Twitter, and and it would be fine. No, nobody's going to just come out and say, hey— this guy's my best friend, like Ty Hilton did, or Eric Ebron saying that I can't wait to tell my kids I played with somebody like him. They're not going to come out there and say that just to say that. That that's I'm, I understand that everything on the internet's not true, but I truly believe they're not going to take the time to go out of their way and put that out on Twitter to Andrew Luck if that didn't if there wasn't some semblance of truth to that. So that's just kind of my thing on it. It really bothered me the way a lot of people were were destroying that guy for what um, something Troy Aiken I think it was Troy Aiken said on Twitter was this was yeah. his decision. His decision, nobody else's. Just because you're a fan of the team yeah. does not give you the right to think that you can make this decision for him. This is his body, his life. He wants to go somewhere else with it. If if you were working your job right now and you decided, you know what? My job just paid me whatever amount of money that I can live comfortably. I don't want to do this anymore. Do you really think that you would like other people criticizing you because you just up and left your job? No. He he did it because it was better for him mentally and physically. And it, it really drove me crazy that people really got that upset about him making his decision with his life. So – that's that. I'm off my, my soapbox now. You step down, move past this. Matt, you have been bringing up a very interesting thing that you've noticed with the trend here the past couple of years in preseason that you wanted to get into. So tell us your thoughts on, on preseason football and where you think it's going now in the NFL.
3: Yeah, uh, but... Real quick first, if somebody, uh, the last thing on Andrew Luck, if somebody wants to see something interesting, pop on Twitter, look up Troy Aikman, and see the response he gave to Doug Gottlieb, yeah, who posted so one good. of the worst comments uh, about Luck. I'm not going to read it on the air, but um, he, the way he dunks on him, uh, yes. you'll be clapping. <laughs> I agree. I uh, agree. Basically, you know, we last Thursday we talked a lot about what we were looking forward to with preseason week three and stuff like that, and you know, almost immediately uh, after we finished recording, I pop on and I see Cam Newton gets knocked out, uh, flip over to the game they're playing in Canada between Green Bay and the Raiders, and they decide no one of any consequence is going to play, and they're going to play on an 80-yard field because the end zones are too trashed uh, to risk anyone's safety. Uh, and you just saw a whole bunch of teams, you know, the past two years of uh, Los Angeles Rams have not played any one of consequence in preseason. Uh, this year, we, after sitting out all of 2018, we still have not seen Le'Veon Bell play as a Jet, and we won't until week one. I think you're just seeing more and more of these teams. Uh, you know, my team, Denver, they didn't play any one of consequence in week three. We basically saw... I don't know, a handful of snaps from Joe Flacco. I have no idea what our offense is going to look like. Some of our starting defenders never played and won't play until week one. You just get the sense that there's a lot of fatigue with preseason. Uh, I feel like this year, more so even than in the last couple of years, it's hard to get a sense of players and players, what they're going to do in, in systems and on the team. From the preseason games, people seem to be protecting players more and more. And I think there's been a lot of talk, that a big part of this new CBA, which they're already starting to talk about, is going to be fundamentally changing preseason. People talked about a little bit on some of the broadcasts that they're old enough to remember when preseason used to be six games, so it's not like this will be the first time they're going to change. Uh, I think within the next couple of years, you're either going to see it go down to two games or uh, possibly three games. Um, but it's just got to get shortened. We've had too many of these injuries. Teams are reticent to actually put their big players out for games that don't matter. And, you know, it you need some to try to evaluate those guys who are going to be, you know, number 50, 51, 52, and 53 on your roster, the guys you want on the practice squad. But it doesn't have to be four or five full games exposing them to all these hits. So I just think that's where we're trending and this preseason has probably been one of the toughest to watch in recent memory from that standpoint.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. There's obviously been a lot of that talk going on here, especially with the 18 game season stuff that they might move to two games in the preseason. Uh, Dennis or John, do you guys have any thoughts on what we've seen out of the preseason this year?
0: Well, I think when you're investing 30, 40, $50 million in an asset, um, Sorry if that seems cold to call them, call the players an asset, but that's truly how they're seen. When you're investing that much money in them, you need to do what you can to protect them and playing them in meaningless games, especially your highest paid players, uh, doesn't make sense from a, a, a value perspective. So I understand it. And you need to make sure if you want to develop depth, for guys that aren't going to get a mu- as much playing time during the season, one of the best ways to do that is play those lesser-known guys that need development during the preseason. So it makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah, I think uh, the preseason is just a tryout for um, you know the, the new guys on the team. It's getting the rookies some reps and, you know, uh, like Dennis said, just cleaning up 51, 52, and 53.
2: Alright, well with all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into some over-unders and team totals and talk about what Vegas has projected for the 2019
3: season.
0: First and 10 at the Lions 29 and Prescott goes screen right. Elliott down the right side to the 25, to the 20, to the 10, Elliott to the pylon. Touchdown! 38
2: on the screen!
0: Second down at 10, takes the snap, gives it, Chubb runs, he's in it, 15, he's in the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, Fifty. there goes Chubb!
2: needed for these we're going to go through and do a little bit of over unders now not sure what yet we can the four of us can discuss this at one point but i'm going to keep track of what everybody says here and there will be a winner at the end of the year and whoever the wins hopefully me will get to boast in front of all three of the other uh Co-host here that we have on today. We'll have everybody on at the end of the season and figure out what's something the, the winner can get here. So take this as seriously as you want, I guess would be the way to put it. But we're going to start with every division. We'll go through and do the, what Vegas has projected. So this is all Las Vegas books. You could go to Vegas and bet on these numbers uh, if you wanted to. Uh, we'll give the I will give the team expected win totals. You'll give me over or under, and then we'll get into the player props. The most interesting ones from each of those divisions. We'll go through at the very end. We'll talk about a lot of just regular, not regular, but interesting player props, such as most receiving touchdowns, most passing yards, first coach to be fired, coach of the year, comeback player of the year, so on and so forth. We'll go in the order we have been going throughout the entire episode. Dennis, Matt, John, and then I will give my last. So let's start with the AFC East and the reigning Super Bowl champions. Vegas has the Patriots with 11 wins this season. Dennis, are you going over or under?
0: I'm gonna go over. They're gonna ride Sony Michelle all the way to 13 wins.
3: I'm gonna go a slight
0: over 12 and 4. All right. Mind He's- you, I'm just pulling that out my ass so
3: <laughs> that's all right. I like it. it means I better have a
2: better chance of winning, I hope. John?
0: Uh, is there a way that you could take a push?
1: <laughs> no. I, I really like that under. 11. Um, I'll say over with the 12-4 and 4, um, because betting against the Patriots is, is a bad bet.
2: Well, I'm going under. I'm going to bet against the Patriots. I think that they're uh, going to get 10 wins this year, so I'm going to go ahead and take the under. The Jets are projected with 7 wins this year, over or under,
3: Dennis?
0: The Jets are going to finish 8 and 8.
3: All right. I'm going over 9 and 7. Ooh, okay, John.
1: Uh I'm going to go over 8 and 8.
3: I'm going over
2: as well. So, with all of us going over right around 8 and 8 or I actually think the Jets are going to get 9 wins, do we all think they will make it in the playoffs as a wild card, yes or no?
0: I don't. I I, I mean, I, I, at 9 and 7 they could, but I don't know. I we did this episode a couple, three months ago. Yes. I don't remember what I said then. You didn't have to get the to co- playoffs. Neither you want, want me to I. contradict myself?
2: Exactly, yes. I, I can't be the only stupid one on this podcast. I need you to make some mistakes here, Dennis, besides Paris Hilton.
3: <laughs> I'm going to say they don't make the playoffs no? either. I think they'll be close, but just, just out. All right. John?
1: I don't think they're making the playoffs. Um, no. there's too many, too many better teams out there.
3: Gotcha. I'm be
2: contrary to say yes, just for the hell of it. Alright, the Bills at six and a half wins, over or under.
0: Boy, that defense is starting to come together. Uh, you know, I like what McDermott's doing up there. I can see them I'm gonna give them just squeaking over at seven and nine. I'm gonna take the over.
3: I'm going to go under.
1: Well, you've got to balance out those extra Patriots and Jets wins. I'm, I'm going under for the Bills. All right. Uh, going...
0: They can get those from the other divisions.
2: <laughs> I am actually going to go over as well. I really like the Bills this year. I think they're going to have a phenomenal season. The Dolphins, last but not least, and the worst over-under in the entire uh, NFL this year at four and a half games.
0: Most certainly last. I'm going under.
3: Going under as well.
1: Um you know, I'm going to go under as well.
2: And as will I. So that that sucks for the Dolphins fans. I'm sorry. Barker, if you listen to this episode, I'm sorry, buddy. I know you are a big big Dolphins fans. Alright, so some of the player props for the AFC East. Josh Allen will have over or under three thousand and two hundred passing yards.
0: Boy, what's that? That's what, 160 yards a game?
2: Yeah, something like
0: that. Yeah, I'm going to take that over. All right. I'm going to go under.
3: I'm not convinced he plays the whole season. John?
1: Oh, just thinking about it. It's it's um, 200 yards a game, um, and it's just passing. I'll take the under.
0: Oh, uh, at two hundred, i I'd, I'd I'm gonna switch to the under at oh, two hundred. No, well, I you gotta
2: make this hard for me? Now I gotta go back in and retype it. All right. Well, I'm taking the over. I feel like I'm being very contrarian here in the in the AFC East. Sam Darnold over and under on passing yards three thousand six hundred and fifty.
0: Boy, I'm gonna take the under. I think he's gonna be close, but I think it'll be under. All right. I'm going over.
3: J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets.
0: I'm going to go
1: ahead and go over. Um, I think that he's going to have um, at least 20% of that number just to uh, levy on Bell.
2: All right, and I'm going over as well. Old Teflon Tommy, Tom Brady, over under 4,150 passing yards.
0: I'm gonna give him the over. I think he's gonna get four one five one, but you know it's gonna be it's Sony Michelle season.
3: Uh, I'm gonna go under. Uh, just to, I'll say he's just slightly around four thousand.
1: I think the same thing. He's gonna finish up with about four thousand uh, because you know they've <laughs> they just drafted Damian Harris. They they still have James White. They still have Sony. Too much.
2: And I'm right there with both of you. I think it's going to be under. uh, I think they are going to be rush-heavy this year. Last but not least for the player props in the AFC East, Le'Veon Bell, over or under 1,125 rushing yards.
0: I'm going to take the under. I'm
3: going to take the over, say, a little over 1,200.
0: So
1: this is the one that got me stuck looking at the prep sheet. Um, I think that he finishes under 1125 rushing, but right around seventeen, eighteen hundred 1800 on the ground. Or, I mean, um, total yards from scrimmage.
2: All right, and I'm going to take the under as well. He is very rarely, surprisingly, if you go back and look at his career gone over 1000 yards rushing, does get a crap ton of receiving yards as well, which is what makes him as good as he is. Moving on to the AFC West. The Chiefs with a win total of 10.5 games. Over or under, Dennis?
0: Oh, let's see who the heck else is out there. There's Kansas City. There's...
2: Well, the Chiefs uh, are Kansas City, so you've got the Chargers. Not the,
0: I mean, the, the Raiders, the Chargers.
2: Broncos. And,
0: and Broncos. Yes. 10 wins?
2: 10.5, Ten yes.
0: Hmm. I'm gonna go over.
3: All right, Matt. I'm gonna go under. They come back to Earth a little bit nine I like and seven. It. I like it, John.
1: Um, I think that uh, Patrick Mahomes becomes a good instead of amazing quarterback, and I take the under.
2: As much as I want to go under, I'm going to take the over. I got to think they at least get to 11 wins. Uh, I do agree that I think they're going to take a step back, but I I can't see them not getting at least 11 wins. The Chargers at 9.5. Dennis? Under. Oh, okay. I did not expect that. Matt?
0: You know, I love Phillip Rivers. I love the Chargers. But I think as capable as the non-Melvin Gordon backs are going to be, they're still not Melvin Gordon, and I and I just feel like Rivers that he, you know, I don't think he's gonna. He's not aging like Brady. He's not aging like Manning either. But he he's somewhere in the middle, and and so I I, I feel like that team is it's going to be kind of a little above eight and eight. I'm
3: going think, to over. Over oh, sorry. Over. Yeah. Right. Over. I think they win the West. John.
1: I think they win the AFC. Put me down. Oh, okay. Highlight, underline, bold. You got a 12-4 and 4 Chargers team there.
2: Yeah, I am going to go over as well. I wanted to go under because I actually think not just to, to placate to one of my co-hosts here, Mr. Matthew Fox, I do think the Broncos are actually going to have a fairly good year. Here as well But I just I love this Chargers team That defense is just stacked I don't care about Melvin Gordon They don't need him He he cannot come back As far as I'm concerned Moving on to the Denver Broncos They have a win total of seven Over or under, Dennis?
0: I'm going to go under I think it's a push But I'm going to go under Matt?
3: I'm going to go over Uh, Eight and eight or nine and seven I like it, John
1: Under
2: Matt, I got you. We're going over, baby. I like it. I like the Broncos this year. I believe in Joe Flacco somewhat. I really more believe in my guy Philip Lindsay. Can't let him down. I know he listens. He's a friend of the podcast, dear friend of mine. He listens. Love you, Philip. Thanks for thanks for making me look good last year. Oakland Raiders over under six point
3: five. Dennis under. Um. I'm going to say just slight under six
1: and 10. I think the Raiders are going to be in the battle for the first pick. Um, So I'm going under as well.
2: I'm taking the under as well for the Raiders. So the player props, Derek Carr over under passing yards, 4,100.
0: I think it's going to be over. I think they're going to, that defense isn't going to be good. They're going to have to throw. Matt?
3: I'm going to take a slight under.
1: Okay. I, I think that uh is a big bag of garbage, and so I'm going to take the under. I think that they're going to have a new quarterback before the year's over. He's not that big. <laughs> <laughs> You're right.
2: I am going to take the over, something I've been saying consistently for a while. Now I think Derek Carr is going to come return closer to that MVP form we saw a few years ago before he broke his leg. I think Carr is in for a huge year this year. I've, I'm going to take the over. Joe Flacco, passing yards, 3,250 over or under Dennis. Oh, Flacco,
0: 3,250. Uh I am gonna go over. Okay. Um I, I don't see any I, I honestly I don't see any other quarterback seeing the field there. Matt.
3: Nah. Uh I'm gonna go over as well.
1: So in the past two years Flacco has hit 2465 and 3141 um in yards. So is he going to beat both of those? Um I don't think so. Uh I think he's going to be well under that and replaced pretty quickly.
2: All right. I'm going to go over. I I kind of agree with Dennis here. I don't I don't know who would replace him, especially with Locke being hurt and definitely not being ready for the field. I also think that he's got really two really good weapons in in Cortland Sutton and uh, Deshaun Hamilton, and add in Emmanuel Sanders bouncing back this year. Uh, I, I like the team he's got around him. I'm going to take the over. This will be the interesting one. Patrick Mahomes, over or under 4,650 passing yards?
0: Under. Okay. Just by a smidge. Uh, I've been saying all along I think he's going to drop, you know, roughly 15 to 20% of his totals last year and you know he, he's still going to be pretty close to the QB1, may even well I have been he's been my QB2 all off season but with my QB1 retiring Saturday, uh I'm going to put Mahomes back up at QB1.
3: I'm going to say slightly under as well. All right.
0: John? I'm gonna go
1: under as well.
2: As will I. Antonio Brown over under on receiving yards, one thousand two hundred and fifty.
0: I think he's gonna I think he's gonna go over.
3: Matt? I'm gonna go under.
1: I think that uh Antonio is going to be a bust his first year. Uh, in, with the Raiders, so definitely under.
2: Alright, I am going to go over, really quick, not not on the list, so I won't hold you guys accountable for this, but obviously Antonio Brown I believe, uh, if I'm remembering this correctly, is the only player to go over 100 catches six straight years in a row. Does he make it seven this year, Dennis? Uh,
0: If he's going to get 1,250 yards, I think he's, I think, yeah, we'll give it to him.
3: I'm going to say no.
1: I'm going to say way no. Lots of no.
2: I think he makes it. I'm a believer in Antonio Brown this year, as much as it hurts to admit that. Keenan Allen over under receiving yards, 1,250 as well.
0: I think Keenan's going to get the under there.
2: I know, big Mike Williams fan right there.
0: Yeah, love that guy.
3: <laughs> Matt? Uh, I'm going to say under as well.
1: I'm gonna go with under as well.
3: All right, I'm gonna take the over.
2: Josh Jacobs, rushing yards, one thousand and
3: fifty. Under. I'm I gonna take under coming. as well.
0: That is
1: Doug Martin's team. I'm taking the under.
3: I am taking the <laughs> under as well.
2: Got to stick to as. Dennis continues to stick to his guns for Carlos Hyde. I will continue to stick to my guns at Josh Jacobs' hashtag not that good. The AFC North, and I'm just going to warn two of you, since I already know where Dennis is likely going to go with this. If you do not answer this question correctly, you will very quickly be disconnected from this phone call. The AFC North and the Cleveland Browns, 9.5 wins in 2019. Over or under Dennis? boy don't do it don't do it dennis you got a good thing going here buddy
0: i know (laughs) it's not because i want to um no i i think they're gonna i think they're gonna hit the over i think it's gonna be a very competitive division
3: matt slight over 10 and 6 John, I already know where you're going because you hate the Cleveland Browns,
1: but go ahead and say it. <laughs> no, I, I, honestly, I think that they're going to win the division, but a 9-5-1 and one record sounds real more. good. All
2: right. Um,
1: but I'll take the over.
2: Oh, okay. I was already had you marked as under. I'm taking a massive over. I think that the Cleveland Browns go 15-1 this year. Mark it. I'm marking it right now at fifty two. No, I'm sorry, fifty one seconds and 30, 51 minutes, thirty five seconds on eight twenty six. Matt Bruni called the Browns record. Fifteen and one. Just kidding. No, I do think that they win at least ten games this year, though. The Pittsburgh Steelers, nine wins in twenty
0: nineteen. I'm gonna take the over there too.
3: Alright. I'm gonna take the over.
0: I'm going to take the under. I think
1: they're going to go, like, 5-11, and 6-10. Oh,
3: okay. That is very wow.
2: train. I have not heard that at all. Uh, I am taking the over as well. I do think that the Browns and Steelers are going to be the class of this division. The Baltimore Ravens at eight and a half games. Dennis, over, under?
0: Under.
3: Matt. I'm going to take the Over.
1: And I'm going to go ahead and take the under on that one as well. I think it's going to be 8-8. Eight and eight.
2: I really want to actually take the over here because I do think that the Ravens have actually looked fairly decent in preseason. So is Lamar Jackson. I just can't imagine three teams in the AFC North all finish with 9-10 to 10 wins. So I'm going to take the under But I would not be – that. that's one that I'm a little worried about. I probably should have gone under on Steelers. Uh, The Cincinnati Bengals, six wins this year, over or under?
0: Well, I think that's going to be a push. So if I have to pick one, I think I'll go with the under. They've got some – their offensive line's a hot mess.
3: I'm going way under.
1: If you read my recent Bengals preview, you see that I have them in a battle for the uh, number one draft pick. So I think that they win, I don't know, two or three games this year.
2: All right. And I'm going under as well. So the player props for the AFC North, starting out with Mr. Baker Mayfield over under on passing yards, 4,325.
0: I'm going to take the under.
3: I'm going to take
1: the over. I'll take the over as well.
2: Ugh. I'm gonna take the over just because it's my guy, and in case he ever listens to this, he knows that I still love him. But I would not be surprised if it goes under. Baker does have the propensity to throw those little things we call interceptions, so I would not be surprised if it's just under the 43 25. Big Ben, and
0: Nick over. Chubb could Nick Chubb could lead the league in rushing Dude, too. He's looked so, so I mean, good
2: this year and two in the preseason games. Let's not. This not yep. a Brown's podcast. We're gonna move on. Uh, just don't don't get me started, Dennis, because I'm I'm all about him right now. Big Ben over under on passing yards four
0: thousand four hundred and seventy five. Man, that's a pretty big number. Uh, I don't. I certainly don't think that he's going to throw the balls almost seven hundred times, 700 times yeah. again this year. So, John Con- James Connerman has looked great in the yeah. offseason. He looks quick. I think I'm going to. I think he's going to. You know. Forty-four seventy. I'm gonna take the under.
3: I'm gonna take the under as well.
0: I'm gonna take the way under.
1: I I think that he's gonna get knocked out um right around three thousand.
2: Oh, so that's why that's why you're very big on the Steelers being crappy this year. I take it. Uh,
1: I don't think Juju is uh, Antonio Brown. I'm I'm low on Juju. We'll get there though.
2: Okay. Very very interesting take. Lamar Jackson over under passing yards three thousand
0: for the year or yes. for the career for
2: the year. <laughs>
0: hey,
2: it's only that's only one hundred eighty seven a game there, buddy. That's 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 not impossible. That's not impossible. All right.
0: Oh man, I'm going to take the under.
3: Ooh, okay, all right, Matt. I'm taking under as well.
1: I'm going over. I think that uh, with all those weapons that he has, they're going to break some tackles. You know, he's going to throw a lot of bubble screens to the running back, and they're going to make things happen.
2: I am, after all that being said, going to go a slight under, because I think they're going to be extremely run heavy, and that is going to limit some of what Lamar Jackson does in the air. Looking at some... uh, Oh, I'm going to do... Yeah, rushing ones right now. So... Joe Mixon, over-under rushing yards, 1,180.
0: Man, I, I want this to be the over so bad, but I think the the struggles with the offensive line are going to push that to the under. I think he's going to ha, have a nice uh, yards from scrimmage number because he does catch a lot of passes, but I'm going to take the under on the rushing. All
3: right. I'm going under, and I have no faith in the Bengals.
1: I'm going to take the over, um, and it's because I have, like, 30, 35 shares of Mixon right now.
2: (laughs) Uh, I'm going to take the over as well. I really believe in Mixon this year. I'm really hoping that he is uh, going to have a a breakout year, something me and Dennis talked about a lot, obviously, before all the injuries they've had to the offensive line. So that could hurt them some, but I think he's really outside of Tyler Boyd right now until A.J. Green comes back, the only weapon they can rely on. So I think he's going to have a fairly good year. Nick Chubb over under on rushing yards, 1,175. I feel like this is a very easy answer, but I'll get it from you guys anyways. Dennis. Over. Matt. Slight over. Slight over?
0: You might have that in the first 12 weeks.
2: <laughs> 12 weeks? i say the first six weeks, but all right. John, what do you say?
1: Uh, I say Chubb is going to be under.
2: Oh, my goodness. Cleveland Brown haters on this podcast. It's an easy over for me. Uh, Just joking about the six games, but I, I do think he's going to have a phenomenal year. Kareem Hunt does not worry me one bit. Lamar Jackson rushing totals over under 750 rushing yards this year.
0: Boy, that's a good one. Um that's what 60 yards a game. 55 yes, yards so. a game.
2: I was told there would gonna, be no math, so I'm not 100% sure. Just under 50 yards a game, 46.
0: Oh, for I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over as well.
1: I'm going to take the under. Uh apparently, you know, he can pass now. So
3: I've heard. I haven't seen that, but
2: I have heard that. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. take the uh, the massive over here. I think he's going to be... Uh, I think he's actually going to push for 1,000 yards rushing this year. I think he's going to have a Michael Vick-type season. OBJ receiving yards, 1,285
3: over or under?
0: I'm going to take the under.
3: I'm going to take the under as well. Too many weapons.
1: Matt just stole my uh, my too many weapons comment. It's the under.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you guys. However, I own OBJ in too many leagues. We're going over, baby. He's gonna win the MVP this year. <laughs> Juju over or under one thousand three hundred and thirty-five receiving yards.
0: Taking the over.
2: All right. All right, I like it, Dennis. Matt,
3: that's right. You know, John said OBJ or that that Juju isn't uh, Antonio Brown. He's right. He's better. I'm taking the over. Oh, over. I like it. I like
2: it a lot, John. Tell us why you hate Juju Smith-Schuster so badly. By the way, Juju, another fan of the podcast, so he does listen. Tell us why you hate him. Uh,
1: because he's not as good as Antonio Brown. Uh, I mean, he's he's another guy. You'll see it this year.
0: But he doesn't have to be as good as Antonio Brown with lesser competition for targets. I
1: I think that when he gets double teamed all season, he's, he's not going to... We'll just, we'll just wait and see. I'm taking the under.
2: I'm taking the easy over as well. I love me some juju. Moving on to the AFC South. The Colts. Okay, so this is the interesting one. This is the one that I, I did not change because I wanted you guys to look at it. So with Andrew Luck, I, I obviously did these before he announced his retirement. With Andrew Luck, the Colts were being given 9.5 games. Once Luck announced his retirement, it dropped to six games. So, your guys' thoughts on the Colts winning just six games with Jacoby Brissett?
0: I'm taking the over. I like it. Okay. Matt.
3: I'll take a slight over. Okay.
1: I'll take the under. You'll find out here in a couple teams.
3: Gotcha.
2: I'm taking the over as well. I, I'm going to go ahead and call it now. I think the Colts still make the playoffs. I like Jacoby Brissett. I think he honestly finishes at the top fifteen quarterback for fantasy as well this year. The Houston, Texans I don't think he
0: finishes top fifteen. I mean he he he's a career sixty percent completion guy through college in the NFL. Yeah, and so he's got a long way to go to get up there. So I think he'll always struggle with efficiency, but that doesn't mean he can't be good and the team can't be good.
2: Well, well, the one thing I'll say, uh, and why I have him top 15 is, and obviously you guys can disagree with me if you want, but the one thing with quarterbacks nowadays is if you can run the ball, it immediately increases your fantasy value. I know you are not big on Kyler Murray, but look at Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. Andrew Luck was able to run the ball when he needed to, and that's where he actually got a decent amount of his fantasy points. Obviously, throwing 39 touchdowns helps as well, and I can't remember exactly how many yards he threw last year, but it was a ton. While I agree with you, Jacoby Brissett likely is going to continue to be that 60% percentage completion guy right there. He can run the ball, and he's quicker than Andrew Luck. I think that he will actually get a decent amount of rushing yards and possibly some rushing touchdowns that will jump him up there into the top 15. The Houston Texans at eight point five wins. Over or under.
0: Boy, they saw it they didn't do much to address their offensive line either, and no. their defense isn't getting any younger. Two
2: rookies starting uh, on the offensive line and no clowny as of right now.
0: You know, but they do have DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson.
2: That is very true. Uh,
0: what was it, 10? I'm going to take 5. the under.
2: 8.5, sorry.
0: Oh, 8.5? Yeah. Ooh, 8.5. Yes, that uh, is a tough one. Oh, boy. Boy, that's a push. Uh.
3: Well, they can't get half a win, so they can't really push. Sure they, sure can. they can. It'll happen this Cleveland year. Cleveland did last year.
2: <laughs> that's true. I guess it depends on if you consider it's half a half win.
0: Uh, I'm going to take the under. All I think right. they're going to go 8-8. Eight and eight. I'll take the over. John? I, I'm i all
1: aboard that 8-8 eight eight train, um, so we're going to take the under.
2: All right. I am going to take the under as well. I think that I have a feeling from what John said earlier, we both have the same team winning this division. So the Tennessee Titans with eight wins.
0: I'm going to take the under there.
3: I am also taking the under.
1: We can just uh, say under and move on.
3: Well, I don't know. The Tennessee Titans almost made the playoffs last year.
2: Had they beaten the Colts in Week 17, they're in the playoffs. Uh, Just throwing that out there. I'm still going to take the under. But, you know, just I I don't know. I don't think Tennessee (laughs) is going to be as bad as as everybody thinks they are. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Seven and nine
3: would be an under, and that's not a horrible record. It's just just reflective of who they might be.
2: That is true. Okay, I will give you that. The Jacksonville Jaguars, 7.5. This one just completely stunned me, but 7.5 for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dennis?
0: Oh, uh, boy, they need their wide receiver core to really gel. I'm big on Didi. Um Leonard's looked good this year, 7.5. I'm, I'm going to take the under. I think they win 7.
3: I'm going to take the over. I think they'll compete up near the division title, 9-10 ones.
1: Um, I'm more bullish than Matt is. Uh, I've got him 12-4. Uh, nice. So definitely over.
2: I've got them over as well. You like that
1: BDE, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, all of a sudden Leonard Fournette knows how to catch passes.
3: Are we going to find out in a couple weeks that you guys are taking kickbacks from ShotCon? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hope no You're not going to find out
2: uh, I'll let you know when I retire from this podcast That's exactly what's happening <laughs> Some of the player pop props for the NC South Deshaun Watson over or under on passing yards 4,075
0: I'm going to take the over I think they're going to have to pass
3: I'm also taking the over
0: I'm going to take the under I don't think that he's
1: going to stay standing up long enough To get that
3: uh, I
2: am going to take the over just simply because I'm hoping with the shares of Will Fuller I've picked up this year that he stays healthy, and if he does, that means Deshaun Watson will likely get a lot of yak yards from him. Marcus Mariota, over under on passing yards, 3,025. Under. Yeah, I already knew you were going to say that. I had the under already written on there. Matt? Over. Ooh, okay. John?
0: Not a lot over, just over. Uh, well, he's going to have to get him in the first week. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I've got him as under, Um, (laughs) I don't know, Mariota.
2: Uh, I'm going to take the under because of what Dennis was just alluding to there. With as good as Ryan Tannehill has looked, I would not be surprised if Tannehill starts at some point in time this year. That's the only reason I'm taking the under on Mariota. I feel like this one's going to be fairly easy answer for me and John, uh, possibly even Matt, since he has the Jaguars winning a bunch of games. But over under on passing yards for Nick, uh, Saint Old Saint Nick, three thousand eight hundred and twenty five yards.
0: Yeah, I I'm not I can't buy that. I think I think he can push for that, but I I think that uh, you know Marone's play style. uh, I I I think Marone is going to. He'll have the same conflict with DeFilippo that Mike Zimmer did. He's going to want to, you know, pull things in and pound Leonard Fournette. And so uh, I'm going to go under. I think he'll be close. I I think that's right around where he'll be, but I'm going the under.
3: I don't know what's been more hurtful to Dolphins fans on this podcast. The fact we all picked them in the win total under or the fact that you two guys, John and Matt, think that Ryan Tannehill is a real NFL quarterback after the last five years, but for this question, I'm going to go slight under for Foles.
1: I don't think, for the record, that Ryan Tannehill is a legitimate NFL quarterback. I just don't think that Marcus, Marcus Mariota is. is
2: either. Yeah, I knew mean,
1: exactly where you were going. Yeah. Um. So Foles way over.
2: I'm taking the over as well. And on Tannehill, I think Tannehill's better than he's ever gotten credit for. He's had like a million different head coaches and offensive coordinators and a uh, non-salt-smelling Adam Gase in Miami. He's gone crazy in his New York Jets days. Had he been like that in Miami, I think Tannehill would have actually done something. Derek Henry, rushing yards, 1,210, over or under?
0: I'm taking the
3: under. I'm taking the under, too, and not a Henry Believer in the least. Um, it,
1: You know, unless he has it in three weeks, he's not going to get it. I'm going to take the under.
2: Yeah, I'm right there with both uh, with all you guys. We all know how much I hate Derrick Henry, almost as much as I hate the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Marlon Mack, rushing yards, <laughs> 1,025.
0: Taking the over.
2: Yeah, I knew that was coming, too. Dennis' guy, I'm I'm right taking there with the Carlos under. Hyde.
0: Oh,
1: this one's tough for me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say over.
2: I'm taking the under. That's not even a question. DeAndre Hopkins receiving yards, 1,435 yards.
0: I'm going to take the over. I think they have to. Have, they're going to have to throw the ball. Um, you know, and Hopkins is Hopkins. Will Fuller will take some, but... I think uh, Kiki Kuti is, is way overblown. It's, it's DeAndre Hopkins. I'm taking that over.
3: I'm also taking the over because just when Dennis mentioned their names, both Fuller and Kuti got injured again. How dare you? I need Will Fuller <laughs>
2: to be good this year. Don't put that juju on me. John.
3: Um,
1: it, I just would like to point out that you said don't put that juju on you. Like juju is a bad thing most of the time when we say it. <laughs> yes. Back to Hopkins. Um, I, I say the under, but not by much.
2: But Juju Smith-Schuster is a good thing, because he is a phenomenal wide receiver, and I will take the over on Hopkins. He's just a flat-out baller. Alright, so that is going to do it for our AFC prop bets. due to... Uh... This episode is taking a little bit longer than I thought it was going to. We're going to split the AFC and the NFC. However, we're going to let Dennis, John, and Matt get out of here really quick and we'll do the jersey giveaway and then check back in a couple days for all the NFC prop bets along with some MVP and coaching prop bets as well. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today on this kind of Las Vegas-centric episode. I appreciate it. Before we cut out of here, Matt, what where can we find you again on Twitter and what do you have come out with the FLA blog?
3: I'm at Nighthawk7734 on Twitter, and uh, we're wrapping up our preview series this week, uh, but on uh, Saturday and Sunday, you can get a look at who our writers think are going to be the award winners this year, and Sunday is our annual picks for playoff and Super Bowl, which is always a good time come January to look back and see how, just how far off we all were.
2: John, let everybody know where they can find you again on Twitter and what you have coming through the FLA Pipes.
1: So I am iHeartCaravans uh, pretty much everywhere. Medium, Twitter, uh, Fantasy Life app, Instagram. Uh, come check me out. Um, and I should have a uh, 49ers preview dropping uh, this Thursday. week. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to get a News or Noise put together um, and hoping for Wednesday for that. Uh, and there will be Wednesday going forward.
2: All right, and then obviously last but not least, Dennis, let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter and what you've got working with the Debbie. Oh, the Debbie Nerds. My goodness, Dynasty Nerds. I
0: I am at culture underscore coach on Twitter. Uh, feel free to reach out. Shoot me a message. I'll be happy to answer any question you have. Uh, getting ready to pump out Matt's top five Devi quarterbacks. Uh, that article will be coming out tomorrow. It's a great read. Uh, Doc, Mi- Doc Mitchell's uh, – Uh, Injury recap from the weekend. That'll be out tomorrow. He's not that kind of doctor, but he writes that column. Um, Looking forward to Jared Wackerley's college football preview article coming out every Friday. Uh, Got lots of good things in the works over at Dynasty Nerds.
2: I agree. Love Jared's first article, man. Dude's going to kill it for us. Uh, And that right there will do it. So, guys, thank you so much for joining me today. and look forward to talking to you guys again here soon in the future. NFL season is almost upon us. Thanks for having
3: me. Can't wait.
2: All right, but before I jump out of here, we have to do the Saquon Barkley signed jersey giveaway. So, again, thank you so much for all of you that did the rate and reviews and DM'd me with them. We really appreciate that. It's continuing to help us grow as a podcast and in return we want to return the favor to you guys by letting you guys get some free stuff. So we have the Saquon Barkley jersey again. If you guys do not win this one, don't fret. Any of you that entered, I have your names or your Twitter handles written down with a number that I sent to you in your inbox. Those numbers will be saved. I will be doing a monthly jersey giveaway every month for the entire NFL season, so you will not have to re-enter. You will continue to stay in there. Hopefully, you guys will win it. We are doing the random number now, so we had 22 people enter into this one. So Again, thank you so much to all of you who jumped in there and did the rates and reviews. So I am running the machine now, and our winner is going to be number 41. All right, so number 41, let me pull it up here, is at EMT underscore Ashley. Congratulations, you have won yourself a signed Penn State Saquon Barkley jersey. Again, thank you so much for the rate and review, and again, thank you so much to all of you who rated and reviewed the podcast. It really does mean a lot to us. Stay tuned. Um, Next month, actually, because I got a little two-for-one deal, I will be doing a college football jersey giveaway and an NFL jersey giveaway as well. So we will be doing two giveaways next month again. Any of you who entered... Uh, or, or shot me a screenshot of your rate and review. You are still entered. You will both get. A, you will all get a chance to win that and that. Amy, or I'm sorry, Ashley. Congratulations so much on winning the Saquon Barkley jersey. However, you are now out of the running for everything else. I don't want to continue to allow the same people to win stuff. So you you get the Saquon Barkley jersey and have been removed from the list. So thank you so much to all of you guys once again for doing that. And be on the lookout in a month for the next giveaway. Prepare for glory. I
0: don't know if you got your pop on red. If you got your pop on I came like out the whole already. It And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for the team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me, Godly. Only Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. I can.